Are you working hard to keep yourself limited and playing small? Is that working for you? If not, would you like to be changing that now? What if the key to activating your wealth was in the willingness to embody the abundance of possibilities you are? Would you choose it? Join in the conversation now on Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark, and receive tools and facilitation to clear the points of view that keep you stuck in limitation to begin choosing your abundance and living well right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome wherever you are. Well, and good afternoon and good evening and wherever you are in this incredible, gorgeous, yummy, sexy, wonderful, amazing, magical world and planet on this planet. Hello and welcome to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and for the next roughly 55 minutes or so, um, maybe somebody that you want to listen to, maybe somebody that totally irritates you, and how does it get better either way? <laughs> And I'm already feeling a little frisky, so um, you've, you've been notified. <laughs> That's my disclaimer here at the top of the show. Um, wow, and if you have not joined us already in the chat room, I would love to see you here with us playing backstage. Um, it's always fun to have comments and the contribution of everyone who joins in to play in the back room, in the back room, the backstage, the chat room whatever you want to call it, there's a red bar near the top of any screen you're on in A2Zen, and one of those words says chat room. And you can click on that, give yourself a name, and come right on in and play with us in real time. And if you're listening to this as a replay in the future, thank you for joining us, and please know that you are still being a contribution to this conversation. <laughs> And if anyone would like to call in live during the show, you have a selection of numbers to dial in at the top of any screen you are on in A2Zen, and you've got a U.S. number, a Canadian number, a U.K. number, and you have a Skype option as well, A2Zen.fm, or you can just click on the icon. And yeah, whether you're listening again now or in the future, now would be uh, in this 10 seconds anyway, May the 20th, Friday, May the 20th, and um even if you are listening in the future, how does it get even better? And, and what if you are being a contribution to this conversation, to continuing the energy of the conversation, and to evolving the energy of this conversation? Yeah. So for any of you who just thought that might be getting a little woo-woo, <laughs> it just so happens that that is the topic of today's show is who's afraid of the big bad woo and for any of you who grew up in the disney generation you might <laughs> i can't help hearing that question without going who's afraid of the big bad woo the big bad woo the big bad woo <laughs> so how much fun can we have with woo today hey so let's just call it shall we woo 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 <laughs> how much effort are we using i know some of you may never have done this so for those of you you know just kind of Humor me, if you will. Bear with us. But how much effort are we using to to keep our woo a secret? So are you making woo something to be afraid of? Anybody doing that? Anybody out there know anybody that's doing that? <laughs> Do you think your woo makes you a crazy person? Hmm. <laughs> Just a little bit? Well, it just so happens that we have we have a conversation today that, that could actually change that. So if people find out about your woo, you don't have to do the dramatic dinner theater melodramatic pose of the, oh, no, with the forehead to the, the hand to the forehead thing. You can actually 
have perhaps a different perspective on woo. So are you ready to knock some of the charge off of the word and let the big bad woo be more fun for you? <laughs> yes, I like to say things that kind of rhyme. <laughs> I did grow up in theater, so there you go. Um, so all of this stuff about woo, I've, lately this has been a really kind of an interesting thing that's been showing up in conversations and in part, it's showing up with respect to uh, working on, me working on uh, coming up with different things for my my business, my my work that I do, and ways to convey what I do in words to other people. So um, it can become a little bit of a of a challenge. It's like the natural course of of my conversations tends to go in the direction that many people consider airy fairy or woo woo, and um, some people are I've I've just given them permission to let me know like when I'm like in that territory or in what could be perceived as that territory, and. So it's been coming up a lot, and I, I really didn't realize, I really like hadn't chosen to be aware <laughs> of how much of what I do is something that's considered woo by what we could call the mainstream. And so I really, for a while, I really went into how bad a thing that was. You know, well, if I'm that and mainstream doesn't really want to hear that, or talk about that, or play with that, then what the heck am I going to do? And it's like, this is just woo ID. And I never had to call it woo, or anything else for that matter. Um, it's just having more of an awareness of how people are perceiving me, and how people are perceiving what I do. And then having the moment of, okay, what do I want to choose now? And And we've had some Really, oh my gosh, well, over the course of this entire show, oh my gosh, how many episodes have I got? I think this might be episode number 80. Holy moly and mashed potatoes, Batman. I think we're on, I think this is show number 80. How does it get even better? Oh my goodness. So, yeah, so for like a year and a half, <laughs> I have been having these conversations about a lot of things that a lot of people would consider woo. So, and for me, it's like, oh, my gosh, how did I get so lucky that I have a platform and I have a show and I get to do this each week? And people actually listen to me, guys. How amazing is that? <laughs> people actually come and play with my conversations. So, And then, of course, if, any, if you've heard any of my shows before, it's very likely that you have heard me say, of course, this show is all about me. And I love how my show invites me into choosing the topics that actually bring things into my awareness, and then I'm able to play with them bigger, or I'm able to make changes, or I'm able to ask for something more specific, or I'm able to talk to people and have them on as a guest, and they just totally expand my world. And um, we have a great time, and we have a conversation that, you know, hasn't been had yet, perhaps. And that's another one of the things that I really, it, it's a huge target of mine, is to be having conversations that people truly desire to have that they maybe not have been willing to choose yet. And I do that on this show. I do that in a venture that I have with our um, one of our another amazing host, Mr. Alan Jones, with our venture that we have called Choosing Beyond Beyond. I'm doing that very soon with another one of my sister goddess, also sister host here on A to Zen, Rhonda Burns, with Sexually Speaking, which is a show that's coming up airing launching and airing and premiering next week, which I'll talk a little bit more about a little bit later in the show today. So I, I'm, I'm choosing these conversations that it's not conversations that people don't want to have. 
my awareness is I'm choosing conversations that it's kind of awkward for, for most people to have. Um, for one thing, there's no class in school about woo-woo. There's no class in school about magic. There's no class in school, in the mainstream school, about, wow, what if you are a freaking amazing, potent being with this incredible body that you have incredible capacities that you have absolutely no way to fathom in this 10 seconds at the age of five or the age of nine or the age of 12 or the age of 29 even, (laughs) you know? There's nothing in the mainstream that I am seeing, um, and perhaps that's why it's called mainstream, because it's, it's the stream that most of the fish are swimming in. Most of the humans are swimming in. And do you really want to swim in that pool or that stream? Is that stream going to take you somewhere that you really desire to go? So how does that have anything to do with today's topic? Well, are you willing to have a different conversation with me today for this next roughly 55-ish 45-ish minutes or so, would you be willing to have a conversation and would you be willing to be acknowledging the different of you that could be called a number of things by other people relative to whatever their point of view is? And we've been kind of building toward this with the conversations we've been having over the past few weeks in particular. And, oh my gosh, just just so I'm so amazed at how my life shows up and how these topics show up. And and as I've been playing with, okay, what what do I say to the world, and what do I desire to be saying to the world? Um, I'm, I, for me, I'm getting clarity that I am more than likely, by most people, going to be considered something strange, someone who does strange things. And I was resisting that for the longest time, uh, and I still have moments that I resist it when I'm in the space with people who, you know, have some really fixed ideas, opinions, points of view about what it means to stray from the norm (laughs) Um, and really, like, buy into the conventional reality sort of thing. Um, When I'm in those moments, yes, sometimes it's very awkward. I'm perceiving the intensity of that resistance and the craziness that can create. And sometimes, it's not the most pleasant place to be. And I had the great fortune of getting to be a guest on another show here on A to Zen a few weeks back. Um, it was with Carol Glover, who um, was the host of the show, is the host of the show, The Clumsy Girl's Guide to Greatness. And she is on a bit of a, well, she, that was the last show for, for that round of what her show was going to be um, at that time. And so it was a great honor for me to get to have the conversation with her. And in the course of that conversation, um, I shared about how awkward it was in my childhood. I was one of those kids that was like an off-gas valve. So because I was so hyper-aware, but I couldn't have told you that at the age of four or nine or 24 even, um, that typically – Things for me were really, um, really awkward in that I was perceiving so many intensities that people were having. And, and if a lot of things that people didn't want to talk about, a lot of things that you know, were sort of that secret that people were holding on to, which to me, because of just how I be and who I be, it was like this glaring neon sign of something and the energy would become so awkward. And I shared in that show about how I was usually the one who was blurting something out that made things just kind of go sideways, you know, that people were 
trying to resist with all their might <laughs> saying in that conversation. But as a kid, it was not uncommon for me to say things that really <laughs> it upset people um, because it was I was speaking to the energy that was there. And I wonder how many of you listening to this show or who have been listening to the show um, have something similar like that, similar to that in your life and in the way things happen for you, maybe as a kid, maybe even still as a grown-up. We're just sort of kids with maybe bigger bodies now. I don't know that we ever grow up. But is that a possibility that you experience that? And and how wrong have you maybe made yourself for that? Because I made myself incredibly wrong for that. Um, probably the most awkward moment was I'm standing on a stage in front of like, I don't know, something like, 300 people. I'm in a continuing education class for daycare providers, and I'm speaking with the, along with the owner of the company who who is training me at that point. Um, so I was I was sort of like doing my um, internship kind of work, and we're talking about something to do with you know when when you get frustrated with things that the kids are choosing or the behaviors of the kids and blah blah blah. Now, I'm in a room with over 300 people, guys. I'm standing on stage. The intensity is just massively there. And I'm perceiving all kinds of energies that I could not have, like, given you a clear um, (laughs) indication of at the moment because I wasn't in my awareness. I was just, like, being at the effect of so much of that energy and that intensity. And so the owner of the company who's also speaking with me, we're on the stage together, She's saying her thing, and I was going to chime in, and I was going to say something to the effect of, you know, um, at the end of the day when you just want to, like, have a, have, your, have a drink of something and, and go away or, you know, like, check out and have a rest. And <laughs> out of my mouth <laughs> came something more to the effect of a British reference to drinking, and so... <laughs> And it did not go over well. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the British reference to drinking, it's, they talk about getting pissed. And in this country, getting pissed has a very different meaning. So I don't know who I was channeling. I don't know who I was tapping into in that moment. I'm, it could have just been somebody playing a really mean joke. But out of my mouth came something like, when you just want to get pissed at the end of the day. And you could have heard a pin drop. You could have heard... You could have heard a fly fart at that moment. It was so quiet. Nobody could believe what had come out of my mouth. I couldn't believe what came out of my mouth. (laughs) The owner of the company was, yes, you guessed it, incredibly surprised. (laughs) Yes, I love that. A translation failed. (laughs) Thank you, Rhonda. And so I can laugh about it now. But um, at the moment, it was pretty awkward, and it did, in fact, get me fired. How does it get even better? It was like, oh, my goodness. Now, what I will tell you, folks, is that got my attention. That was one of those moments that I could not deny that something was going on for me that was really different than what I saw going on for most people and what I was aware of was going on for most people. And when I need, when I need like a pep talk or something, you know, from the universe, I'm often reminded of that moment. And it's like, how aware are we? You you hear me ask that question a number of times. How aware are we? Right? So that's part of what I'm bringing into the conversation today about who's afraid of the big bad woo. So how many people have 
projected their interesting points of view onto the word woo-woo and made it something so awful. I, of course, you know, I went to look things up because <laughs> I love to look things up. <laughs> so one of my favorites, Etymology Online, which, of course, did not have the word woo-woo. It did have the word woo, and that was another thing I had caught um, in the beginning of when my show was asking me to put this topic on the docket was um, it's a very sort of interesting energy that is brought into this word in my in the way I'm channeling the word. Um, and then I also went into <laughs> the Urban Dictionary as well. And um, so let me uh, let me pull up a couple of those. And I I just of course you know I always find some things interesting. So primarily the way woo woo is used in modern day is really more derogatorily by most of the people who use it. They use it as though it's something that's awful and bad and you want to stay away from it. And it's, you know, if you're dealing with someone who's doing woo-woo, you are with a crazy person and you should run from the building as fast as possible, <laughs> which, of course, is funny to me. Um, and then I I looked at, let's see, and so there's there's things for this word that, that um, the energies of nonsense and um, unfounded or ludicrous beliefs is another <laughs> thing, which I think is interesting. Um, and let's see, extraordinary beliefs for which it is felt there is insufficient extraordinary evidence and people who hold those beliefs. Okay, so that's an interesting point of view. Um, and of course, how many interesting points of view are there in the world, friends, Right. So as an adjective, we have one more, a descriptive of an event or person espousing new age theories such as energy work, crystal magic, Reiki, bizarrely restrictive diets, <laughs> that's funny to me, or supernatural paranormal psychic occurrences, often has studied in an authentic religious tradition such as Hinduism or Zen Buddhism, but now practices an Eastern influence, yet severely watered down and westernized pseudo-mysticism. <laughs> Okay, I, this is just interesting. This is from the Urban Dictionary, mind you. So um, some very interesting stuff there. Um, so isn't it funny that woo-woo actually is a word? Like, it's a thing. It's a, we made it a thing. How cool is that? Okay. So then we go to the word woo. Now, how many of you are familiar with the word woo? Like, it is an actual word as well. And the word woo actually dates um, back to, let's see, the... Old English, where did it go? Well, it doesn't say. Okay, normally it will give us a year, but Old English, which is pretty old. Take it from me because I know. <laughs> How many of us know because we've been around? <laughs> so the word woo, W-O-O, without the repetition of the word, without it being said <laughs> times two, is actually referring to courtship, to woo someone, to court them, to to desire to marry them or to marry them, that is, both of those energies are in that word, um, uncertain of the origin and no known cognates, perhaps it's related to W-O-H spelling or W-O-G, which is also referring to either being bent towards something or inclined towards something as with affection. So woo is really a word, guys. And then we, we've created woo-woo as a word. Now, what's interesting to me is some of the similarities, some of the way these energies show up, and how many of us lose our minds when we fall in love? <laughs> so that was an interesting point that kind of jumped up and presented itself to me. How many of us lose all sense of coherence, um, 
intellect, um, you know, you, you, the inability to form a sentence kind of thing, when you are perceiving that energy of, oh, my God, I am so drawn to this person. I am enamored of this person. I am whatever, fill in the blank, of this person or these people or this project or whatever it might be. How many and how often, how many times, how many of us and how often do we lose our minds? Now, one, is that a bad thing? Well, in my interesting point of view, not necessarily. <laughs> and two, what is that energy that is asking us to acknowledge it that we maybe haven't been choosing to acknowledge yet, that if we would be choosing to acknowledge it, would actually be a contribution to us? Wow. And therein lies the mystery of the big bad woo. Mm-hmm. So, my friends, on that note, I'm going to let you all just sort of linger on this <laughs> this lovely moment, <laughs> and we're going to take a quick break, <clears throat> and I'd like to invite you, well, I am inviting you, if you would like to um, receive that, to just allow yourself to be in the space of you that maybe you have kind of like written it off as something unfounded or unverifiable or not quite appropriate to put out into the public and out into the world? And would you be willing to let those energies begin to show themselves to you now, show up for you now? And let us in the rest of this conversation, let us actually begin to allow those to be a contribution to you, each of you, each of us. Yeah. How cool is that? So, my friends, my wonderful woo-woo buddies, <laughs> my partners in woo, <laughs> oh my goodness, you are listening to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and we are getting a little bit woo with our woo-woo, so I'm looking forward to talking to you in a few more moments. We'll be right back after this break. <laughs> Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. Do you know a child who is frustrated and disruptive in class, who struggles to connect, who's bright but still not making the grade, have you ever wished that there were a kinder, gentler way to support children with difficulties in school or at home? Many children find Access Bars is benefiting them greatly. A study is being conducted to document findings in an effort to assist kids everywhere with these life-changing benefits. Will you donate and help to assist kids thrive? Visit www.accessyourbrilliance.com to support our study. What else is possible for kids now more than ever? How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? 
Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions. In the U.S., 815-880-8255. In Canada, at 613-800-8736. In the U.K., at 033-0001-0625. By Skype, at a2zen.fm. Or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. <laughs> Welcome to the next segment of Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark. Yes, I'm, I'm still the Keisha Clark that I was before the break. <laughs> Sorry. It's so funny how we love to state the obvious sometimes. And I totally get it that we're marking the space on the recordings and we're doing other things. But sometimes it's just kind of funny to me. So thank you for letting me have my moment there. Um, so, yeah, so today we're talking about the big bad woo and who's afraid of the big bad woo. And, yes, of course, I love to do plays on words, so that's sort of a cross between the title of the play, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, and the big bad wolf of Little Red Riding Hood story. So, um, and, and even that, you know, what if we were willing to allow energies to show themselves to us in different ways, uh, such as that, um, and, and show us where these energies have similarities, where these energies could be synergistic to each other, where these energies might be more of a discord with each other. Um, are we willing to know? Are we willing? That's been a huge question that has been up for me. Are we willing to know what it is that we know beyond the cognitive world, beyond um, trying to make it make sense, beyond trying to prove it or verify it or validate it. And that really speak that is really a part of this topic about woo woo, which I shorten it and call it woo. So what else is possible with all of those energies that you might be calling woo, you might be labeling them as woo or too woo for you, um, that you've been avoiding or denying or pretending you don't know? And are you willing to know now? And so what happens if you know, if you're willing to know? Does it mean you have to do anything with it? Not necessarily. No. You just get to know what you know. Now, here's my next question. What if knowing, what if acknowledging and knowing what you actually do know beyond the cognitive realm could actually open up enormous possibilities, and so much more of the spectrum of possibilities that exist for you. The possibilities that actually, as a part of the consciousness of this entire universe, are desiring you to choose them or play with them or even notice them. What would that be like? And yes, for many people, even that is a little too woo. So... (laughs) I have a little bit of background noise in case anybody's noticing that. Um, so I have some extra four-legged children with me this week, um, and they're having a little bit of energy moving as well. So how does it get even better? So, so this thing about the expectation of something making sense, I think that's where, well, I don't have to think. My awareness is that's where many of us get ourselves into some, some awkwardness, some stickiness, and in some cases even a little bit of trouble is we're looking for things 
to make sense. And I had the great joy of getting to sit in on a pre-record show that was happening just prior to my show beginning today with our one of our beautiful hosts. Her name is Janine Youngworth, and she hosts the show Just Show Up, and it plays it airs live on Mondays on A2Zen. And the topic of her conversation was also speaking to um, what is it that you that we haven't been acknowledging that is a part of what is our potency, what is the 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 thing about us that actually we could actually use it to leverage our lives. We could actually use it to our advantage. We could actually use those energies to work for us. So for everybody who just went into resistance about leverage, using things to your advantage, <laughs> and and allowing things to work for you, everywhere you made that at the expense of anyone else or anything else, everywhere that is like an automatic condition that shows up in your universe to keep you from having things working to your advantage, would you be willing to take a breath and allow all of where you have let that stick you for however many lifetimes, fall away and allow yourself to know what is beyond that? Are you willing to know? Are you willing to know? And would you be willing to court this universe? Would you be willing to be a romancer of this universe? Would you be willing to allow the universe to romance you, to court you? What if, my beautiful friends, what if that is actually one of the ways the universe is inviting us to play what if that is the universe asking us to be silly with it? Asking us to to let go of what's supposed to make sense and actually choose into the joy of the the magic, the bizarre, the the different, the nonsensical, the nonsensical, the non intellectually based presence and everywhere you're making that something to be afraid of would you be willing to change that now (laughs) so it's interesting to me that we create these intriguing contraptions these sort of like energetic mechanisms Um, and i see this in my work a lot and i also find this as i'm doing my work with with my people who i'm asking to coach me and facilitate me a lot of things come up around these interesting sort of like energetic trap doors and trip wires that we have placed in our lives to keep us in control, to keep us in order or to attempt to. I, My awareness at this point in my life is that it's really fairly impossible to actually keep any energy in check or in control. And the more we try to do that, um, has anyone ever tried to hold on to a horse that is just not choosing to be where you are asking them to be? At some point, you're either going to get kicked, bit, drug, or run into a wall or a tree or a fence. <laughs> and if you've tried to hold on to a 95-pound bulldozer kind of dog that is decided it's going to go out for a jog, and you're just some person who gets to come along for the ride, <laughs> if you can keep up, Right? Trying to control energy very seldom works, right? 
And what is your awareness around that? Everywhere you're trying to control something, the tighter you try to wrap something around that energy to control it, the more constriction you try to put on that energy, what actually happens? My interesting experiences have been more along the lines of that that is when the energy becomes more volatile. That is when the energy becomes more ah, combustive, combustive, if that's, I don't know if that's a real word, but it is for now. So it's almost as though the attempt to control the energy, to compress it in order to control it or constrict it, actually creates the opposite of what we are intending to create or attempting to create. Now, I'm going to say something a little bit woo-woo, and it's going to also possibly be a little controversial, so just bear with me here. (laughs) Energy cannot really ever be controlled. Energy doesn't ever stop moving. So isn't it funny that we humans, in some of our silliness, have come into this belief or have created this thing that we want to believe that energy can be controlled. Everything is the opposite of what it appears to be is one of my favorite statements in a body of work called Access Consciousness. And many of you have heard us mention Access Consciousness and a number of my guests have been facilitators of Access Consciousness. Um, And if you haven't, you can look it up at accessconsciousness.com. And I love, love, love the statement, everything is the opposite of what it appears to be and nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be. When I was given that statement, that tool, what I noticed is that so many things going on in my life were actually, um, they were actually sort of exampling that for me to see how many things we do that are actually the opposite of what they appear to be. And then how many things that nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be. There's there's elements of both of those things in pretty much everything we do. So it's like, you've also heard me, if you've listened to my show before, it's very possible that you've heard me. <laughs> Unless you live in my head, and then, you know, um, that might have driven you insane. Um It's also possible that you've heard me say the nature of energy is that it responds. Energy responds to the stimulus. Energy responds to our choice. It responds to our question. Now, for a lot of people, that is way too woo. And I get that. Like, how many things in this conventional world, in this three-dimensional world that we've created, actually back that up? How much of us got... Uh, you know, got to have the education of the nature of energy other than when we were in a chemistry class. And if you put baking soda with vinegar or if you put it with, you know, um, if you put baking soda in water and you put it on battery acid, you get a reaction. If you put it with vinegar, something else happens. If you, um, the whole chemistry of of cooking food, baking a cake, making a pie, um, putting different herbs together to create a remedy or uh a rub for a roast, it doesn't really matter. Energy responds, okay? So the nature of energy is that it responds. And what are you beyond this existence you've created, beyond this body that you play with right now that is hosting the energy of you, right? So it's really fascinating to me as I grew up 
in this incarnation, um, what I the things that I've really noticed have been really pertinent to the nature of energy and also pertinent to the way we can so, for me, amazingly, create the stories about energy and how it has to work and how it can't work and how it must work and what is required and what's allowed and what's not allowed. And there's all of this stuff that is placed on the energy that really has very little to do with the energy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's all take a breath. I know, we've just tapped into like, oh my goodness, sort of, if we start talking about this, then I have to acknowledge that. And you know what? You don't. You don't. All you have to acknowledge is what you're willing and ready to acknowledge today. So I'm going to ask you some questions. So what do you know about energy? And if energy has become a woo-woo term for you, how much resistance have you created to keep yourself from being aware of what you know about energy? Right? Ah. So there's some interesting energies <laughs> showing up as we touch on this part of the conversation. And what is it about energy that people want to freak out about when everything in this universe is energy? It is the first language of existence. I kind of like that. Energy is the first language of everything that exists in the universe. And yes, Eleanor, the energy never lies. And I will go a little bit further with that. The energy does not lie. However, all of the projections that you have placed on a certain energy that when you perceive it, you define it as something, that could be a lie that gets projected onto the energy. So yes, when we learn to follow the energy, when we learn to remove all of our projections and our expectations and our definitions and our manipulations, when we learn to take that off of the energy and we let it show us something, yeah, it does not lie. Energy is energy. And it shows up in limitless forms. And we actually might have the capacity to work synergistically with the energies of the universe or not if we don't want to but what if we did what if we did and what if there are so many languages that energy can speak to us that we've only really tapped into a small fraction of what is available to us of what is possible right Oh, <laughs> so we have a question in the chat room. What's covering my energy? Hmm. Can you ask me a little bit more, my darling? Um, we're at our next break, so let's take that opportunity to play with that question and some of these other interesting energies <laughs> that are swirling in our universes. And, yeah, what if you actually do know more than you have acknowledged that you know? And what if we can actually now choose into something completely fresh, amazing, different, and far more potent than what we've been willing to play with? Oh, my goodness. Wow, wow, wow. And I'm just going to remind you, keep 
breathing <laughs> over the break. <laughs> Keep breathing. Wow, you are listening to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am Keisha Clark, and today we are having fun with Woo Woo, so we'll be back in just a few moments to talk more with you. Ah, We'll be right back. <laughs> Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions? Or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S. 815-880-8255, in Canada at 613-800-8736, in the U.K. at 033-0001-0625, by Skype at a2zen.fm or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Now back to our show. Welcome to the next segment of Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and we're back with the conversation on who's afraid of the big bad woos today. Oh, my goodness. And there's so many interesting things that are kind of showing up as we really kind of dive in, and which I actually love about the way conversations go, um, the places they can take us if we're willing to let ourselves go to those places and spaces and experience those energies. Um, so yay, Eleanor in the chat uh, was asking um, what's covering my energy. And we both kind of close to the same time over the break, we started to talk about the energy of expectations and projections. And um, she had a beautiful awareness, the expectations and projections that she puts on energy um, actually contribute to that confusion or that cloudiness that it goes on or can go on for her. And um, so, yeah, another fabulous question. Who does that belong to? 
just all of these interesting points of view we have about what is woo-woo and, and you know, what, what, that it has to be called something in the first place. Who does that belong to? How many interesting things have we adopted and adapted from our family, from our classmates, from our coworkers, from things that we see on the media, from people that we want to follow? How many interesting points of view are there out there? I have come to the awareness that there are limitless numbers of interesting points of view. And as we were saying just before the break, the energy, if you were willing to let the energy speak to you, individually you, and and really be present with what you know, the energy can actually give you a great deal of information. And um, one of the ways that a lot of people work with that is muscle testing or using the tool of what is referred to as the tool of light and heavy. Um, that when you are asking questions and asking into what is actually true for you, that's the part that a lot of people miss, what is true for you <laughs> in that 10 seconds, that's another part a lot of people miss, what is true for you in that 10 seconds, and you ask a question, if you get the lightness or a feeling of lightness or expansiveness or really any sensation, which this is not a show about that tool, so I'm not going to go into a great bit of detail, but we can on another show. If anybody would like that, you can let me know. Um, and I believe we've got some other shows about that as well that you can look up in the archives. But the lightness is an indicator that that actually resonates for you. That is actually, there is something there that works for you. It's it's an indication of the energy opening to that information, to that awareness. Because as we were talking about earlier, there's no there's no attempt to control it going on. Okay? So when you ask questions and you get a heavy sensation or a bit of constriction or um a kind of a, a thud <laughs> sensation in your world, then that perhaps is more likely not true for you in that ten seconds. And again, let me emphasize true for you in that ten seconds. Yes. The energy of everything could speak to you. And everywhere you're making that be an awful thing that would totally overwhelm you or drive you insane to have that much awareness, would you be willing to change that now? Would you be willing to choose beyond all the stories? And folks, i got to say, and I'm going a little bit controversial here, um, one of my huge awarenesses in this lifetime, and I would venture to say probably in many others but right now is where I'm cognitively present, so many of the stories that have created the cultures and the the belief structures that we try to live by are stories. Every one of them is a story. Do they have value? Absolutely. They have massive value in many different ways and respects and with many different applications of those stories. And the value is what it is for each individual who is applying it at the moment they're choosing it not necessarily for massively broad spectrum of people to actually have the exact same experience of those energies. They're stories, my friends. And everywhere we're trying to make them real and valid and the only choice, it's more likely that we're going to create some massive frustration in our lives <laughs> and or someone else's. <laughs> okay. So, 
I don't have to go down the rabbit hole with that. I just want to put that into the mix with this conversation about woo-woo. I'm just, it's like people talk about woo-woo, and I'm thinking pretty much every story that our civilization is based on is chock full of woo-woo. The earth was believed to be flat at one time. You were considered insane if you even mentioned the possibility that something else existed or that something else might be true. Yeah. People believed that um, you were evil if you could create a concoction of herbs throughout different times in our histories. And that was called something awful. And a lot of people died as a result of people's expectations and projections and inventions that created fear and unrest around those things, around those gifts, those talents, those capacities. So I'm just going to ask you, friends, everywhere, every one of us has participated in the creation of fear as the response to energy. Would you be willing to change that now? And you don't have to know it cognitively to choose yes. If you just get a sense that, oh, I've done some very interesting things throughout the history of us as in the ways that I've participated, and even that might sound woo to some people, and I'm still going to ask you, would you be willing to choose it? Would you be willing to let everywhere that you've contributed to the anti-consciousness and the unconsciousness being the prevalence of our existence at any point in time that we've played on this planet or any other planet, would you be willing to change that now? Would you be willing to let all of what you put in place with your points of view to maintain the control of energy or attempt it, would you be willing to simply choose, oh, I'm changing that. Everywhere I did it, I'm totally choosing beyond that now. Everywhere I did that, everywhere I chose that, everywhere I was that, I'm choosing now to let it go. I'm choosing now to be more present and aware. And whatever that's called, would you be willing to let people define it in the way that they want to define it in that moment and simply keep going with what is true for you? And that, my darlings, what if that, is all that the woo-woo really is. It's used by a lot of people to create resistance or reinforce their resistance. What if that's all it is? You heard the commercial earlier about the bars, access bars. It's one of the body uh, processes of access consciousness. And you can find information about it at accessconsciousness.com as well. And it is this amazing modality accesses, and, and this amazing process called BARS um, is actually one of the ways that if you desire to have more freedom, if you desire to have more ease, that's one of the choices you might, that, that your body might appreciate you making. So you can look for a BARS practitioner in your area. You can find all out about that uh, on the Access Consciousness website. Um, and if you would like to donate to the study that was mentioned in the commercial, um, it is accessyourbrilliance.com, um, and it is actually uh, the work that's being done using the BARS uh, process with children, and then they are tracking the information of what that creates for these kids. A lot of these kids who are labeled with different and sundry behavioral labels and um, um, 
the other word escapes me, um, bars is actually making a huge difference in their lives and giving them more ease and more a presence with their awareness. How aware are we, friends? And everywhere we're making our awareness something that is a beyond. Everywhere we're making our awareness have to be proven rather than simply allowing it to be the information the universe is asking us to notice. Would you be willing to change that? Yeah. Thank you so much, friends, for joining me today for this conversation. I had no really cognitive idea of where it was going to go. I just knew this conversation was asking to be had. And I'm so willing to continue any of these conversations if you would like to work with me individually, privately, or in groups. Um, I have a number of offerings available, and I'm going to have even more available very soon. So you can contact me through my Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash livingwellwithkeisha. And W-E-A-L is the well part of that because we talk about the willingness to embody abundant living. And I have some more ways to be playing coming up very soon. In fact, next week, May 24th, is a big, big day. So one of those ways is to join me with the conversation I'm having with the amazing Alan Jones. And we are, uh, our venture that I mentioned earlier, Choosing Beyond Beyond, we are having our conversation for May, which the topic is work hard, play hard, fall down and die. How fun is that? (laughs) And that is a free-to-play thing. You just need to sign up. You can find the link to that on my Living Well page in Facebook. And my beautiful friends, I am also so excited and, oh, my gosh, honored and thrilled to share with you. You've been hearing us talk about this for a while, and it's actually happening as well on May 24th, Tuesday, May 24th, which is early Wednesday morning for a lot of you in the Southern Hemisphere. Thank you for staying up with us. Um, Sexually Speaking launches on Tuesday, May 24th at noon Eastern Time in the States. And that is the collaborative venture that I am jumping into with my gorgeous sister host and friend and sister goddess and co-creatrix of Magnitude, Rhonda Burns. We will be talking about all things sex and sexualness and sexuality and exploring beyond the things that sex has been created as in this conventional reality into what else is possible with those energies um, in our lives, in our bodies, in everything. So join us. I so thank you for today and I look forward to playing with you next week. I adore you. Thank you for listening in today to Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark. You are invited to join us every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. In the meantime, what would it take for you to be choosing more of the abundance and prosperousness of you and living well with total ease.